0: We've seen a number of high-profile cyber attacks in recent years as some of the world's most recognizable brands have ended up in the news due to being hacked. Today, we're exploring the anatomy of a cyber attack to help you better prepare for the risks that exist and to ensure your company isn't next. I'm Tyler Kern and joining me today is Marco Berger. He's the Head of Utilities and Critical Infrastructures at Ribbon ECI. Marco, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me. A Pleasure.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, Marco. So do you believe it's important for business leaders to understand how these attacks happen so they can stay better prepared?
1: Well, that's for sure, not com- only commercial reasons, but also because it's part of our day-to-day uh, in our routine. It can affect not only our businesses as well as our private, line, uh, private life. So yes, it's crucial and it's very important.
0: So Marco, let's let's start off at the beginning. How did these cyber attacks get started, and, and, and what's the first steps that hackers are taking to gain access into a network and to hack a company?
1: Well, we can go back a uh, very long time ago, back in the World War One and World War Two. At that time, we had the different type of data being exchanged between the sides For example, we have location of troops, we have uh, navigation uh, frequencies, we have radio uh, codes, And at that time, this data was transmitted via different methods, like for example, couriers, carrying letters between one point to another, to one commander to another, through radio, uh, providing uh, information to the troops in the field or to the civilians. And uh, from that time, uh, a type of science uh, started to develop that's called the cryptology. And the uh, data become uh, uh, being exchanged between sites uh, using a variety of methods. So they are using fiber optics uh, microwave links, uh, cellular phones and etc. So uh, exchange of information received uh, uh, a variety of different scenarios. And uh, from the year 2000 to today, basically, We are looking at a very high number of uh, attempts to compromise data and to make damages to what we call critical infrastructure. Let's also mention that uh, the the hacking uh, started uh, some 20 years ago by uh, students or young people that were very ideological and tried to uh, let's say, express themselves against monopolies into the digital world, against Microsoft, against the other players, and they develop some malwares. And those malwares developed through the years to the very sophisticated malwares that we have today that are targeting uh, different targets, for example, uh, electricity companies, uh, oil, gas, refineries, and pipelines, and governments, and hospitals, and uh, well, We are passing through very hard times, but uh, I believe that we have developed a wide range of uh, tools to overcome uh, this danger. But one of the most important things that we have to have is awareness, to be aware that we are vulnerable and we have to treat uh, those uh, uh, in our network.
0: So what are some of the key vulnerability points that, that businesses should be aware of to try to protect themselves against, be it phishing emails, um, things along those lines? Kind of uh, talk me through some of those vulnerability points that, that people should be aware of. Well,
1: we, we can start by trying to, to, to look at how a uh, cyber attack today take, takes place. What are these stages? And uh, we can divide the uh, typical cyber attack into three major stages. The first stage is what we call the network penetration. It's the, in a pro, the process of gathering uh, information, a lot of information about the assets of the target, about policies, about rules, about exploits and vulnerabilities, uh, where this attack should uh, take form, how it would uh, take place. And uh, following this uh, gathering of information, we will develop the proper uh, malware and install it into the customer premises or into the target. So this is a very big uh, first step of uh, any cyber attack. And the gathering of information today uh, assumes uh, different levels. We have what we call uh, the uh, gathering information from uh, persons, from human, from human beings. We have SIGINT which is gathering information from signals, ELINT from electronic devices, SIBINT from cybernetical tools and so this is the first step and the, the, one of the things that we must take into account is that the profile of the typical attacker has changed a lot from the typical student or ideological young people programmer that wanted to make some localized uh, damage to uh, an enterprise or company. We are talking about uh, state uh, subsidized or state, state supported initiatives. So we're talking about uh, entities that have huge amounts of uh, resources and people uh, focusing on specific uh, uh, developments uh, regarding cyber attacks. And the second uh, stage is the what we call lateral movement is when we the, the malware is placed in the in the target and it started to scan the network right left up down and to in some cases depend on the sophistication of the malware it will establish a link between the malware and the attacker itself so it can be better configured it can gather more intelligence on the on the target uh, on the target itself, and then, if the uh, attacker have time, he will test the malware hmm. before giving the final uh, command or the final uh, establishing the final date for the threat for the attack to take place, and to see how effective how efficient it is in in, in the customer premises in the tech, in the target premises. And then we go to the attack execution phase, okay? The third and last phase, which in the past was very short. It caused the damage that it caused and and it finished. But today we are talking about what's called the APT, Advanced Persistent Threats, which are very sophisticated malwares that are developed to continuously attack the target through a very large period of time. And we are talking about days, weeks, month and even years. And uh, for that, there is a new variety of new family of uh, uh, cybersecurity tools uh, uh, that are defined as a CTD, Constant Threat Detection, that they provide uh, day by day, week by week, anomaly behavior of the network, uh, threat detection uh, mechanisms, so we can constantly try to detect those uh, persistent threats that are present in our network. So in summary, let's start with the basics, Uh, making people aware of their uh, acts, to teach them that everything that they do in their day-by-day life, the entrance in the company, the keeping their credentials, passwords, and and magnetic cards uh, and biometric data uh, safe, this is the, those are the first steps. And we can evolve from, from this to the most sophisticated policies and regulations today in place.
0: So given the current environment with, with COVID-19 and, and people working from home more often, and maybe accessing um, company networks from different devices in different locations, does that put companies at increased risks during this time? And if so, how can companies help curb that risk?
1: Yes it 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 increases a, a lot because it brings uh, the number of vulnerability points to a much higher number compared to the pre-COVID-19 time where all the most of the personnel was based in, in central offices and all the ERP and the resources of the the IT resources or the operational resources of the company were available within the, the separated network protected and the, familiar network without going outside. Uh, With COVID-19, we have more and more people working from outside the company premises. And and that means that we have to make sure that the applications and services that they are utilizing to connect to the company resources are constantly monitored. They are passed through advanced firewalls. And let's not forget, in the latest uh, cyber attacks in the past uh, two years, uh, the firewalls itself were target of attacks so the hackers were targeting the specific operational systems of firewalls to disable them so mm-hmm. nothing is, is 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 safe today so that's why the the, the enterprise must constantly monitor uh, the traffic between the employees and the headquarters try to have advanced tools as uh, with the uh, artificial intelligence uh, uh, mechanisms in place to to Study the behavior of the network behavior of the employees in this very chaotic and, and dispersed reality and try to detect those anomalies and uh, to Diminish the number of uh, false negatives that uh, we have in, the, in our cybersecurity system. And uh, and this is, of course, very critical to be done. And it's something that most of the companies were not uh, ready for that. And uh, they have to build the tools as on, on the fly, day by day.
0: Right. Yeah, this has been a a significant period of playing catch up for a lot of businesses when it comes to this particular area. Now, are there warning signs that that people should look out for that they've been the victim of of a cyber attack? Or is malware so sophisticated these days that it's able to operate in the background uh, without really being detected?
1: Okay, l- let's try to divide the, the types of attacks according to the type of network. Okay, mm-hmm. if we talk about uh, the uh, typical IT administrative network, then we have the regular uh, tools that, that the typical employees are utilizing, like emails, like uh, Skype, Teams, uh, Zoom, and other uh, WhatsApp, and other uh, means of interchange, interchange of uh, communications and information between the employees. So this is one uh, ecosystem. In the critical infrastructure market, we have another ecosystem that is called the OT, the Operational Technology Network. That's the same, quite similar network, but that exchanges as supervision, control, and uh, and data acquisition and information running between the assets of the electricity company, of the water company, and et cetera. those two entities are very different, and uh, the, therefore the the, the, the signs and the and and the malware and the sophistication of the attack changes accordingly uh, to which environment we are targeting. So, if we talk about the IT environment, it, it's enough if we have a, a, a anomaly detection of our day by day email uh, and. and and Skype and, and Teams exchange of information to be aware of the of different signatures and, 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 and email addresses that we receive day by day. Let's not forget that some of the most effective uh, cyber attacks in the last years, for example, in the San Francisco uh, mass transportation systems, uh, the Muni, was uh, executed by uh, simple emails. The, uh, with a PDF attachment that uh, they unfortunately some employees uh, double clicked the PDF attachment and then this malware uh, started to, it was a ransomware type of attack, started to expand within the, the, the premises of uh, of Mooney. And at the end of the day, they had more than 900 computers and servers affected and they were uh, blocked out and, and they had the typical uh, black screen with a very uh, funny message of uh, the attacker claiming for Bitcoins and, and ransom. And it was a simple vector. If we take the same uh, scenario, but we bring to the operational network, the OT network, then the tools we will have to be much more sophisticated because the malware is for sure not, li- not to be based on an email, PDF or, 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 or meta, a page within a, a document being transmitted between the operational sites. It will have to penetrate the operational network either from the IT, and we saw similar attacks that uh, happened in Ukraine uh, about five years ago, uh, where they succeeded to blackout uh, a big region in Ukraine, uh, targeting three electricity companies simultaneously, but the attack was performed, executed and activated through the IT guys. Uh, we have the second scenario that is the man in the middle that means that the, the guys will tap the fiber optics, the microwave uh, signal between sites, And through this tapping, you will insert a malware or, or just simply eavesdrop the, the traffic that is uh, going from side to side. And the last and most uh, uh, critical form of attack is by introduction of the malware directly into the operational site, like the refinery, a pipeline, a compressor, a turbine, and et cetera. So the sophistication of the cyber uh, tool to be utilizing this type of attack is much higher, much, much higher. And uh, I believe that all of us have heard about the Stuxnet, that was the malware that was developed according to foreigner sources by United States and Israel targeting the uranium enrichment uh, uh, process in Iran. So this uh, very small and difficult to detect uh, malware called Stuxnet that was uh, eventually discovered by uh, Russian uh, cybersecurity experts. It was activated uh, through a according to foreigner sources, okay, through a USB uh, port uh, that was opening some of the substations in, in Iran. And this very sophisticated malware was capable of studying the command and control data and protocol utilized by, this, by Siemens uh, provided uh, uh, centrifug systems. And they were delivering le- legitimate uh, uh, commands uh, not illegal commands, legitimate commands to the centrifuges to increase to increase their rate of operation, but at the same time giving a legitimate signs to the control center that the same centrifuges were working normally. So this is a, a very sophisticated tool, and the, the same uh, that happened in the Iranian uh, nuclear program. We are now looking at the Saudi Arabia uh, oil industry and they are suffering the same consequences by uh, maybe an Iranian developed uh, malware that is deeply affecting their uh, oil systems, their SCADA systems. So those are very sophisticated tools. They're not developed by an individual hacker. They are developed by hundreds, if not thousands of uh, developers. It takes a long time to develop them. very long time to deploy and a very long time to mitigate them as well. Only to give you a glimpse that uh, this uh, Stuxnet, only last year we received a formal announcement from the Iranian authorities that it was finally mitigated. For almost 10 years it was activated and existed within their premises and it was not fully mitigated. So this gives an idea of the level of sophistication that uh, those malwares have.
0: So with attackers and, uh, and people with bad intentions having uh, access to so much knowledge and being so well prepared and so sophisticated, what are your primary tips for how businesses, companies and, and critif- critical infrastructure you know, uh, entities can protect themselves? What, what are some of the keys to making sure that, that you stay ultimately protected from attacks like this?
1: I believe that all, everything will start with regulation. Uh, if the state, if the government is aware that uh, those critical infrastructure entities are being constantly targeted, And just to give an example, the Israeli electricity company, the IEC receives more than 1000 attempts of cyber attacks per day. Wow. And uh, if in terms of government, the awareness exists, so they will create a series of regulation and studies to provide what we call the holistic and multi-layer cybersecurity approach. Because uh, in terms of cybersecurity, the attacker always has the advantage because he chooses the time, the place, the tool to perpetuate an attack and he's uh, he's willing to break the law. And and, uh, as we all know, uh, most of the targets are not so fully willing uh, to, to volunteer information on cyber attacks that they have suffered. So most of the governmental entities and private entities, they will not volunteer data openly. So this is uh, 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 one of the most important tools that uh, today we find in the, in this site. This very complex cybersecurity uh, arena is the, the deniability. Most of the attackers, can deny that they have done such an attack. So let's start with the regulation. And let's start with the building a series of recommendations and the standards that we will look into the critical infrastructure market and the, in the, the, the enterprises as well, in a holistic way. And try to be as imaginative, as innovative as the hacker are. So that's why in most of the uh, companies developing today cybersecurity security tools, uh, what type of personnel they are hiring? They are hiring hackers. So the best, uh, the best uh, defender is an attacker uh, that has uh, changed side or, or uh, wearing a different hat, a black, a black hat uh, against a white hat. And then those guys, they have uh, a very important first rule, be innovative. Don't look into the box as it has a box. Look at the box as a bowl, and uh, constantly look for all the corners that are non-existent anymore to see where the next attack will come from. So regulation is uh, very important. It will come from top down and it's it's already happening in the United States with the uh, NERC-CIP version 5 set of recommendations for the uh, critical infrastructure uh, market, uh, electricity, oil, gas and transportation at least. And uh, in Europe we have an NISA, which is the European uh, uh, a regulatory body for the European Union that is working with the local agencies in Britain, United Kingdom, in Germany, in France to develop uh, specific sets of regulations for each and every country historically those critical infrastructure uh, entities they had two organizations they had the IT organization people that uh, like the IT guys they are familiar with computers with applications servers uh, all the typical IT infrastructure and they are very aware of uh, cybersecurity tools methods and and technologies and in but Against that, we have in the operational networks, a lot of guys that were uh, used to be completely separated from the world, looking at their network as a very closed system uh, uh, network, uh, not afraid of being attacked and uh, living in a utopic uh, uh, happiness that, uh, okay, it will not happen to me, so uh, I must not look into this type of expertise or technologies. So this changed and now we are bringing down for the operational network uh, guys with very uh, good experience in in development of uh, cybersecurity and data security uh, tools in the IT uh, environment. We are bringing them down to the operational level to make at at least a first first analysis. And uh, because of those networks that are quite uh, old, and sometimes, sometimes they are utilizing uh, very old equipment, but that is very efficient, that uh, works still 24 seven, very reliable, uh, but has no uh, cybersecurity tools and, and mechanisms. So we have, we are trying to bring those uh, guys, those departments up to a level of acknowledgement and expertise to be able to cope with cyber attacks. And this is something that, uh, will take a long time, uh, but it already started. So we are today facing uh, a very good process. Let's not forget, today cyber security is, uh, it's a weapon of mass destruction by all means. Because if a cyber attack succeeds, or let's say bringing down the electricity to the West Coast in the United States, or even to one state, it will be chaotic. So it should be not uh, undermined and and, uh, we should be taking a lot of care into developing those tools, looking in a holistic way, top down, uh, bottom up, all the points of the network, uh, trying to achieve visibility, what we have in our assets, passive assets, active assets, network assets, computing assets, everything try to look into all those uh, vulnerability points that we have identified and those that we are still going to identify in the future. It's a long run and uh, once we start, it's uh, never finished.
0: Absolutely, it's always an ongoing battle. So Marco Berger, Head of Utilities and Critical Infrastructures at Ribbon ECI. Thank you so much for joining us today, Marco, and sharing your expertise and your insights with us.
1: Thank you very much. And uh, a very safe and healthy days for everybody. COVID-19 is still with us. So let's take care of ourselves in the next days and let's pass through this crisis the best way we can. Thank you very much.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, as Marco said, everyone out there, stay safe. Thank you again for tuning in today. We'll be back soon with more content from Ribbon Communications. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Everyone stay safe and we'll talk again soon.